Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit merylarnett.com and click on podcast. All right, y'all, let's practice. Welcome. You know, this is so weird because podcast listeners are getting a whole series this month that is new for listeners, but not new for you guys in my live class because it's what we recorded in June. So you are getting a new series, but for podcast listeners, confusing, I'll already have been back from sabbatical for a month. But all that being said, I'm so happy to be here. So, you know, I took this time off thinking it's summer, we're going to travel some, kids are having weird camps and things to do, and we have swim team, all these things that are not in our normal life. And because that's so, it'll be nice to have some freedom and some flexibility. And it started out feeling really, really lovely to have that freedom and flexibility. And yet as time went on, I noticed a way that that flexibility also took something from me. You know, when we are on vacation, perhaps you can relate to trying to meditate when you're on vacation and you're in a different location and likely you are meditating at a different time of day or maybe a different time of day every day during vacation. Maybe you use a sound, an app, or no app, something that's slightly different than normal. Maybe you practice a little bit shorter duration or a little bit longer. It's not what you do every day during the year. And for a short time, that can be really invigorating to like change it up, right? To try something new. And yet over time, there's something about that that it's very easy to miss when things start to slip away. And I noticed maybe two, three weeks ago that I, I didn't feel great. Like I wasn't feeling as supported, as full as I normally feel from my practice. And I was going back through my meditation journal and I noticed like my, my time, the duration of time that I practice each day has been on the shorter side. And you know, I'm a proponent of 10 minutes a day, right? Like if that's what you do on a normal basis, that's amazing. I normally do 20 minutes a day in my own personal practice. And I had a lot of 10 minute days over the last two months. And I thought those little minutes that on the surface feel like nothing to let go of because we're busy, because we're traveling, because our neighbors are traveling or whatever's going on. On the surface, that doesn't feel like much. 
And yet over time, if we're paying attention, all of a sudden a depth that we maybe have come to expect in our practice is starting to escape us a little bit. And so we're shifting now, right? We're in this like lovely liminal space where it's still summer, but like I saw pumpkin stuff at the grocery store. So fall is coming, here we go. We're like anticipating a little bit of cooler weather perhaps. And kids are going back to school. And even if you yourself are not going back to school, maybe you also still get that feeling like sharpened pencils and a new book bag. I'm gonna clean off my desk and like get the planner front and center. I'm gonna recommit to my schedule, to my routine, to my plans. And so we too will recommit to our practice. We'll, I'm calling this series Back to School. And back to school in a really particular way. I want us to use the next three classes to pay attention to the ways that maybe we have let little bits of bad habits sneak into our meditation practice and how we might remind ourselves of our original intention and the original teachings so that we can indeed go deeper so that we can feel that sense of fulfillment that we get when we have a really rich, uh, full of vitality practice, yeah? So we're gonna look at the three broad categories of obstacles when it comes to your meditation practice over three weeks. We'll look at these three broad categories. These are the traditional teachings of the obstacles in our meditation practice. The first one I bet is gonna feel really familiar for both of us, for all of us. It's called laziness. Hey, anybody felt that before? Mm-hmm, yep, raising my hand. So laziness actually has many levels to it. So we'll talk about them for a second, right? We all know the laziness I'm talking about. The laziness I'm talking about on the surface is the yeah, but this book is so good and really I could just use 10 minutes to read one more chapter. Or, you know, we're on vacation, I'm gonna sleep in, and then we're just gonna go right to the beach and I'm not gonna get my practice in, but I'm on vacation. Or the new whatever series on Netflix is amazing and I'm just gonna watch one more episode and stay up a little too late and be too tired to get up in the morning, but that'll be okay too, right? We all know, we've all probably done that in some form more often than not for some of us perhaps this summer, but this is one obstacle that shows up, just plain old regular laziness. Right under that most obvious form of laziness, there's another form of laziness known as becoming disheartened. This shows up in our practice when we start to say things like, is it really working? Am I really doing it right? Is, maybe there's something I could do that's more worthwhile with this 10 minutes every day. We start to doubt the practice and what we're getting out of it and then choose to do something else because of that doubt. This is becoming disheartened. And the last, which is a really interesting way to think about laziness actually. The last form of laziness 
is when we're too busy. When we're too busy. And here's why this is categorized as laziness. Because what this is saying, at least from traditional teaching perspective, when I'm too busy, I am too lazy to do the hard work of prioritizing. I am no longer picking the most important thing. I am instead picking the things that I know I can tick off a list. I can clean out my email box and I won't have to think about it anymore today. I can take the trash out. I can clear off my desk. I can write that report. Check, check, check. But we, whether we consciously formed the words or not, all have a greater intention. A greater intention along the lines of living a well-lived life, finding meaningful connection to self and others, perhaps finding a deeper spirituality in the world. You know, we, we probably all have different words for that greater intention, but the commonality in it is that it is not something that is easily ticked off a to-do list. It is something that maybe doesn't have Step A, B, C, now I have achieved said goal, right? It's not a goal like that. This type of intention is the type of intention that says, let me show up with a whole lot of questions and just listen. And that's hard. That's much harder than clearing a to-do list off our desk. And so being too busy, in quotes, is a form of laziness in the sense that you are picking the things that feel easier to tackle, right? And sometimes in our brain, we're saying, well, it's more important. Like, I have to get this report done today. There's nothing else I can do. It has to be turned in today. And there is a level of your brain that can say that. And there's also part of your brain that's like, yeah, and like, Getting to know my innermost heart just doesn't feel like a priority right now. What does that even mean? It's so convoluted. It's so murky and ephemeral. Like, I can't prioritize that. And the traditional teachings say, pick the hard thing. Ephemeral is hard. Murky is hard. And so sometimes laziness in one of these three ways, regular old laziness, becoming disheartened, or letting yourself be too busy, sometimes these seep into our practice and they steal minutes or days. They still focus. The antidote, The antidote to this practice, to this obstacle, is twofold. The first is trust. Trust whatever nudge popped into your life at some moment and said, hey, you should meditate. Go to that class. Listen to the podcast. Download the app. You should meditate. 
We have to trust that there is wisdom in those words. And then the second part of the antidote is the, is the less fun part, and it's plain old effort. There is no shortcut. There is no magical solution to deepening a meditation practice, except to show up day after day, even when the book is good, even when the beach is calling, even when the kids' schedules are bonkers on opposite sides of town. Show up. Set the timer. Sit down. Be present. And so tonight, as we get ready to practice, maybe we'll just let the inquiry of how or if laziness has perhaps snuck into your practice in some way. And if you're feeling like, oh, this resonates, like, yeah, maybe it has, right? If that resonates, you might think about what is the thing that will help me recommit. And we're gonna take this just Monday to Monday, right? Seven, a seven day chunk of recommitment. I'll tell you a really funny odd story as I was doing my own reflection on this work, I felt like, man, I really need to just shake things up. Like I, I need to clear the fog from my eyes. And I, you know, I had a yoga practice long before I had a meditation practice. And in that practice, I went upside down a lot. And I don't do that very often anymore. And all of a sudden, I was like, you know what? I really, I need to go do a handstand every day for like the next month. Weird, right? But I just started doing it. <laughs> like, this is my weird recommitment to my meditation practice. I sit down, I meditate, I go over to the wall over here, I kick my legs up, and I hang out as long as I can before I collapse. It's really hard to do a handstand. <laughs> but... That's my thing. And so you might ask yourself, like, what do I need to shift the way laziness has shown up? Is it recommitting to a consistent time of day or a specific length of time? Do I need to go back and sit in the spot I usually sit in or do I need a different spot? Do I need an altar where I like light a candle and I put some flowers to make it feel really vibrant and alive? Do I need guidance or none? And so we, I've just thrown all those questions out and we're just going to let them hang in the air while we practice. And that's what our practice is for, is just to listen. It's just to listen. And then when you hear something, when you get a nudge to go do a handstand every day for 30 days, instead of being like, oh, that's crazy, what if we just trust? In the same way we trusted the voice that said, go try a meditation class. When it says, hey, you should get up at 6 a.m. to meditate. Okay, you can do that for seven days, right? Or you should meditate for 15 minutes instead of 10. Okay. And we're just going to try it from now until the next time we gather. All right. So let's practice. We've been sitting and chatting for a minute, so maybe you want to shift around. Yeah. 
let yourself find a comfortable seat. Letting your hands rest onto your lap. If you'd like to close your eyes, I hope you'll do so. And if that doesn't feel quite right, you can always take a soft gaze down towards the ground. And as we come together in a circle to practice again after six weeks off, perhaps you already feel a tug, a nudge, a calling of your practice. You hear familiar words and familiar music. And so together tonight, let's just savor our breath, taking a nice deep inhale in through the nose. Exhale a sigh out of the mouth. And we'll do that once more, inhaling deeply. Exhaling a sigh. And allowing your breath just to flow. And amidst the inhales and the exhales, we'll silently say to ourselves, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. That intention, those words, they mean something. They are a calling in of your full attention and your deepest intention as we sit down together. Scan down through your hips and your thighs, noticing if there's a way you can let go a little bit more. Tracing the length of your spine from the very base all the way up. Lifting up through the mid-back and behind the shoulder blades. Maybe you're able to drop your shoulders back and down a bit. I want to lift up and lengthen the top of the head. Inviting yourself to feel fully awake. And as we breathe, Notice if you can let go of some of the tension we carry in the face. Smoothing out across your forehead. And skin around the eyes. The lips, the jaw even the tongue. 
Feeling your breath move out across the collarbone. Allowing the collarbones to spread and settle. Feeling the way the chest rises and falls as you breathe. The way the belly expands and contracts as you breathe. And for a moment, you might really pay attention to the way that as you breathe in, your whole torso expands, front to back, side to side, top to bottom. And when you breathe out, you feel a subtle sense of drawing right into the center of your body. When you inhale, your torso expands. When you exhale, you're drawn to center. Without any need to exaggerate this or force this. Letting your awareness simply melt right into the rhythm of that breath. The inhale expands. The exhale settles. breath continues to flow. Internally, with your eyes closed, you might direct your gaze right up between the eyebrows. Letting your inner gaze focus right between the eyebrows. Letting the breath flow in and expand and flow out and settle. And in a moment, we'll sit together in silence for about 10 minutes. In this silence, we focus our gaze We feel our breath. And we listen for whatever wisdom might arise today. We listen to our thoughts, 
our daydream. if there is something needed for our practice, something to focus or recommit to, it will make itself known. Let's sit and listen for a few minutes in silence here.
feeling the flow of your breath here. Catching whatever thought was just running through your mind. Very gradually, if you slumped over, you let yourself sit up a little bit taller. And you deepen your breath, wiggling your fingers, your toes. Together, we'll take one last deep inhale in through the nose. Exhale a sigh out of the mouth. Taking all the time you need to blink your eyes open and let go of your practice. As you come back from practice, you might just take a minute, two, five, Grab a notebook, grab a journal, a pen, and jot down what comes up for you when you think about laziness as an obstacle in your meditation practice. Does it show up for you? And if it does, how? And what wisdom maybe did you glean from your practice just now about what you most need? Whether that is a specificity around duration or consistency, location, whether it's an invitation to shake things up and make it look different somehow. But we'll give ourselves this next week to reflect on laziness and its antidote effort. And then next Monday we come back and we talk about the second obstacle that sometimes steals bits of depth from our practice. Thank you guys so much for your time and attention. It's been amazing seeing you all again. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find this show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.